0: Enter by May first, and the winner will be announced on the May eighth episode. Disclaimer: Fifty dollars will be provided for transportation, along with a two hundred dollars Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a headgum podcast. I, 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 I What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy! Ah, Johnny G, joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Nothing from Artie. And joining me in the High and Mighty Studios for a first time guest, long time friend, guys, put your digital hands together for Joe Wangert.
1: I I don't know my fuckboy <laughs> ranking.
0: Uh, I'm not For people for me to do that in front of a lot of people, it's always kind of unusual. And even you who I've done almost exclusively weird things in front of on stage for a decade, I'm like Joe is just so buttoned up, I feel
1: uncomfortable screaming. I did not make eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I did. <laughs> either. To be fair, I kind of looked away. <laughs> Arthur
0: is not here. He's in the uh, living room with my wife, who's working. <laughs> uh, Tiff working from home this week, and me also trying to get ahead on recording podcasts, is a real headbutt type <laughs> situation. But <laughs> she's on a work call, and I'm like, fuck, boy! <laughs> at the top of my <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, the dynamic of, uh, if I usually work from home, and my wife doesn't. And now she's been home for like working from home for two weeks due to some office situation. And her and she had a little flu. It's real. We've been together for a long time. We're very compatible, but it's been unusual to have it our our sort things. of our sort of pace change.
1: I'm working from home today. With my wife is at home. She's now working home on Fridays. I don't know if I'm allowed to share that information, but I am. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who would be listening? That
0: would, that would get. I'm not even sure what you think was the thing you're not supposed to share. I don't know exactly. It was, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but my I wife totally... asked me not to air her dirty laundry that she sometimes works from home.
1: But I w- I was home one other day this week. I'm like home writing a script and and like just even t- this morning she was like, "Is it okay if I'm here?" And I'm like, yeah, I, "Yes." Like, what? Do you, how do you think I like? S- Use the space when I'm here. It's
0: like. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? I got about 40, 45 guys over later to <laughs> scream at a college basketball game. or Is that cool with you? <laughs> um, Joe, I wanted to have you on to talk about running. Yes. Because you were on uh, another podcast. This is how I recruit guests that are friends of mine. I'm like, oh, I think Wenger's too busy. Oh, Wenger did dumbbells. I wonder if he has free time. <laughs> I'll, I'll email him. <laughs> and you did, had a great episode of the dumbbells, Thank and you. you talked a lot about running, and specifically the Vegas half marathon. Yes. And I got so excited hearing about that huge Vegas fan, wanted some sort of physical task to inspire me. And I looked it up, and it was like in November. We're recording this at the end of March. I was like... I could foreseeably not really start training hard until May or June and still survive a half marathon.
1: You could do it. This is around when I started training the year that I did it. Yeah. And I had been running a lot at that point, but this is this is enough time if you're f- using like one of those apps that either gives yeah. you a training thing or if you're like working with other people, I what, think. How's uh,
0: how your running now currently? because you you are also a full-time TV writer which is sort of eats into running time I would assume or are you an early enough riser
1: I get up pretty early I am a new dog owner which has now taken a lot of my running time because um, I have get a that little peepees and yes, out in the morning yeah. I got to get the pee-pees out and I also have to get the poo poo's out. And um, he's a puppy. I got a, my dog's name is Tony, and he's got a lot of energy. Great and so, great dog
0: name. I was saying you. it right before we got on. Yeah, love a love a human name for a dog. It's The only way to go.
1: Yeah. It's the it's the <laughs> someone on the street. Sound it sounded like they said you're very sweet. Oh, I
0: sound like they said I disagree. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yours, your guess makes more sense because it sounded <laughs> someone just uh, walking angry. by my
0: <laughs> studio saying it's a shit uh, name. <laughs> yeah, hey, Tony, that's my name. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, all right, well, see you later, bud. Um, so the dog's been cutting into your running time?
1: Well, yeah. Like I used to go on a run in the morning, and now I'm like, I, instead of doing that, which is a little more selfish, I could take him on a long walk and like tire him out. So. Yeah. Uh, but I still try to do... Um,
0: do you do, like, take him on a long walk in your running gear, dump him into the house, yes. and then take off for a couple of miles? Is that yes. what you do? Yeah. Yes, yes,
1: yes. That's, kind of, that's what I aspire to do. Yes. But doesn't it doesn't always, always work out, yeah. Obviously.
0: That's what I've been doing lately with Arthur in the morning, is taking him for his block or whatever, and get, get him going, and then take off myself. Because he used to be able to run with me, but now he's... I mean, he's a little dog, and so for him to run with me was... Funny, because I'm like 25 times his size, (laughs) but we were kept the same pace, (laughs) because I'm so out of shape. (laughs) He has such little legs, but now that he's gotten older, his pace has changed, and it's even too slow for me. Yes. He kind of wants to like sniff stuff and piss on everything, so I can't really jog with him anymore.
1: I haven't tried it with Tony yet, because we're still kind of training him, and... Uh, on Casually on walks, I will go, let's run, and we'll run up the street. And he loves it, and yeah. he like tears off That's and takes awesome. off. But I feel like if I did it with him at this point, I've only had him for a couple of weeks, I'm afraid that he's going to be like, this is always what I do with this guy. Right, not right. You want. don't
0: want to set it up that when he gets on the leash. He's sprinting the whole time, and you're just like, I'm hungover, I need to he, get to work. He'll yeah. be
1: dragging me around, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all 13 pounds
0: of him. <laughs> Yeah, we um, gotta worry, we gotta talk about your leg strength, man, and Tony's dragging your ass, you're doing the Iditarod with a 13-pound <laughs> mutton.
1: I mean, I do a lot of running, but it is more like trotting than anything else, yeah. like I'm a, I, I keep a very slow pace. I
0: think that's... I'm literally only intending to finish a
1: half marathon. Yes, yeah,
0: yes. I have no desire to succeed in any capacity or even I just want to say I have done a half marathon.
1: My goal when I did it was to do it with like minimal walk breaks. That's
0: my that's my exact plan. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: which is doable. And I think I may have said this on dumbbells already, but I did it with a group of friends. My friend Susanna did have a better time than me, and she was pregnant at the time. And I didn't know it, (laughs) like they hadn't told everybody yet, but she made sure to tell me once she did let everybody know (laughs) that she beat me at a half marathon as a pregnant woman.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to... I'm going to be lapped by, like, the Make-A-Wish uh, family that's, like, running. <laughs> like, we're gonna, I'm going to carry my son across the finish line. They're going to just blow right past me, <laughs> like a 70-year-old dad <laughs> swimming with a kid or whatever.
1: Have they announced who the uh, musical guest this year is? At? No,
0: I don't think they've even really announced much. But I'm, like signed up to be alerted when registration opens. Yeah.
1: I think it was Kid Rock the year I did it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because it's like the rock and roll half marathon or rock and roll marathon or something.
1: And this is the extent to which they drag that through (laughs) the race, which is you you have Kid Rock or somebody at the beginning, but then as you're running along, it's like local I would have to assume like Nevada (laughs) and California cover bands. Oh yeah, that are like like maybe they play every Friday
0: at the Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse in Paris or whatever, <laughs> In the Paris hotel or some shit,
1: it's like the physical opposite of everybody doing the run. Like it's like a bunch of like gross cover band dudes just like set up on the street.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna get a knowing nod from every single one of those bassists. <laughs> hey, brother, <laughs> good to see you at the meeting. Uh, it's on the Strip, which I think was the thing that appealed to me the most.
1: It's really great, and I like going to Vegas but I'm also usually horrified by it while I'm there especially walking down the strip because there's so many just like droves of people just yeah. drinking on the street And like, Yeah, I don't mind and, like
0: being in a hotel but like no. getting on the strip is always like I don't want to see all these
1: people seeing the guy like in like a dirty minion costume like yeah. <laughs> trying to get pictures with people and like, like
0: a family in jean shorts all holding like giant fucking like uh, three liters of uh, like a Long Island iced tea <laughs> on a sh- with a necklace that like holds it around their neck. And you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I always the- equate jean shorts with tourists. Like with yeah. like, cause that's what I, my, the vision I have from living in New York of a tourist is a dude in like jean shorts with a t-shirt tucked in white socks and white sneakers, drinking like a liter of Pepsi
1: on the <laughs> L train. <laughs> <Some> shit. <laughs> Carrying a bag from the M&M store. (laughs) Having like a backpack
0: filled so much, but not taking it off on the subway, <laughs> and it just like is back like two feet behind them, like a turtle shell.
1: But this this uh, uh, thing, what's nice, nice about it is they shut down this part of the strip, basically. Yeah. So you're running you're down, you're down running the, middle in of the, the middle of the street, which is crazy, also. Yeah. Uh, but you just get to like take in all of the the sites and the buildings, and, and it's everything.
0: Like starts later in the evening. Right? Yeah, it's Start- very
1: cool. It's like it was like sixty degrees or something when I did it. Maybe even cooler
0: than that. That's awesome. Did you wear any glowing shit? Did you wear like a headlamp or like uh I didn't. I uh <laughs> glow stick in your mouth like a raver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's what I normally do and <laughs> so that but that's just for me hanging out. Um they I think I wore like they you there was like you were issued like one of those like mesh like special shirts that I think are is like supposed to be easy on your Nipples, I guess, <laughs> for like designed for running, um, and it was black, gotten... and it said rock and roll on it, and oh, I sick. recently got rid of it because every time I put it on, I was like, "What? What? what am I'm weird. projecting a false version of myself." <laughs>
0: Joe Wenger, little bit rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. What if you just showed up to your day job with a uh, a bandana and a sleeveless shirt on and
1: like jeans, like with paint on them? <laughs> it would get noticed immediately.
0: Right. There would be, because people notice you, you are you classically are in the last few years I've known you started, I don't know, have you always been like a suit jacket and button yes, down shirt guy? There are
1: pictures from me in like 2002 in a blazer. And like now I've kind of like now I'm in my late thirties, I've grown into the blazer more. Right. But I remember a- at that point, like I oh, went I to remember a-,
0: a Kromf picture maybe. Oh, where I you, used to wear the blazer on stage. Yeah. When I'm doing fucking improv, <laughs> I was wearing so a blazer. <laughs> like that. somebody should have yeah. pulled me
1: aside, basically.
0: And you used to be a teacher. Yes. So a blazer makes sense for that career, but that now you are a comedy writer where you can wear whatever you want.
1: Yes. It was always the 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 teaching was incidental to the <laughs> how I wanted to look. I remember going to a bar, uh, I had a friend that lived in Baltimore and we went to some bar. And the surly bartender, when I, like, got up to order my drink, was like, and what can I get for the philosopher? And I was like, ooh. (laughs) But he was right. I was, like, 22 years old.
0: (laughs) Uh, And Neil Casey's a suit guy, too. And you guys have been friends for a long time. Yeah. Is that, like, a weird – did you guys wear suits
1: together at Delaware? we didn't it was kind of more of like uh you know like you go to college you're like i'm going to reinvent myself yeah. i think for me it was like when i got to new york i was like trying to project this like my image of like what i thought i should look like as a like comedian an,
0: a, like try to look like a a class act in some capacity
1: we were committed to the suits thing up and i feel like the last time i, re- I the last memory i really have associated with Neil and I both wearing suits. We were up for a writing job at a TV show. We made it to the point where we got to have... An interview. This is when we were still right. We were actually had stopped being writing partners for a while. It was one of those things where our friend who recommended us was like, You guys should write something together. They probably won't hire you separately, but maybe as a team they'll hire you. Yeah. So
0: you were ready to try try it out. Hey, I'll take it. And it was yeah, fun.
1: Yeah. And we hadn't written anything in a while. And we like wrote a pilot over Skype or something over the course of a couple of nights. And like we worked at nighttime for me, which meant it was three hours later for Neil because he was still in New York. <laughs> which
0: is completely reasonable for him. Totally makes sense. You can know, work from like 1.30 in the morning to 5.30 in the morning, sleep through the day.
1: De- my de- memory <laughs> grossly exaggerates things like this, but my memory of it is him sitting like on a like fire escape, smoking a cigarette, like <laughs> I,
0: talking about sounds this. Sounds completely reasonable. Thing. Thing. Yeah, and like, with and like a I was New like, New York Times <laughs> flapping in
1: the wind. <laughs> and I was in a CPA's office for some reason, and I was typing up what we were saying. Um But we went, we had a meeting. He flew out here for the meeting and we made the decision of, he was like, we're going to wear suits, right? And I'm like, yeah, we should wear suits. And it was like... 150 degrees or something and we went to get breakfast before the meeting and we were just running late and we were drinking coffee and we were just both sweating so we walked into this meeting where everybody now I know writers rooms are very casual people are basically in their fucking pajamas we walked into this meeting and we're just like sweating in these suits and I, I can barely remember anything that I said in the meeting because of just like the fear and like the heat. Again exhaustion
0: and you like the immediate the second you start paying attention to that your little bit of self-conscious trickles in you start like it's exponentially increasing the sweat or like how you feel like now you're wiping your brow and you're getting like red marks or getting hives I know that exact feeling
1: it's and it was one of those like it wasn't a creeping thing it was like as soon as we walked into the room it was like we shouldn't have worn suits (laughs) (laughs) and it's also a comedy job so you can't be like we're this is kind of we think it's funny that we're wearing these suits That's even worse Yeah because
0: they're like Not only do you have Insane fashion choices But you have Terrible taste in comedy (laughs) (laughs) Hey isn't it funny That we have suits on Yeah sure man (laughs) Did you guys get that job No we didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think it was a bad interview <laughs> <laughs> we both fainted halfway through that's the thing that stops me from dressing nice is i i is at least maybe I'm project or making excuses is I get so hot so easily yeah I'm like the like The the other cliche of like the fat guy who wears shorts in college, where you find yourself, where you I peacocked all through college. All my clothes are fucking like neon (laughs) and I wore Hawaiian shirts all senior year of high school, like and board shorts to school. I thought I was fucking I don't
1: know what I thought I was, but uh, that again. People did teachers give you shit about that or like was it just like this is accepted? This is who you are? Like
0: yeah, it was kind of weird. I feel like I was. Teachers gave me shit about way more stuff uh, than my clothes. Like mm-hmm. I was a monster to have in class. I was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. To as as like hindsight being twenty twenty, like I thought I was charming, uh-huh. but I definitely was like truly like objectively disruptive. Yes. <laughs> like I like I, I objectively prevented uh, someone who was doing god's work of teaching high school (laughs) i I, like i ruined their day on a daily basis
1: just cracking jokes or cracking
0: jokes and then like you know every once in a while a slight escalation of that of like thinking it's funny to like throw a book out the window
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was never that guy but i was always buddies with that guy and i eventually like was able to control it more in high school but in Junior high, the only time I would ever get in trouble was basically for giggling, because I'd be friends with a dude like that who'd be throwing the book out the window to make me laugh, and when I would get the giggles going, I just, like, would not be able to stop, and then it's one of those things where you're, like, in the situation, and you know you're not supposed to be laughing, and it makes you laugh even more, like... This this same group oh. of friends we went to see a Time to Kill in the theaters, oh, and my friend did some bullshit like "You damn
0: right I did it." <laughs>
1: we're laughing throughout the whole movie, oh. and people are shushing us, and it's like they should have. It's right. like they, a
0: serious movie. Yeah, you're you're wrong. <laughs> uh, that's fun. It's funny for you for me to for you to say. Um, I've always been friends with the class clown, like uh-huh. the friends with the wild person, and because uh, that is sort of. St- like what your career is, yes. right? <laughs> You're like, I'm very funny and I get I have very good taste in comedy. I'm not wild and out there, but put me next to a wild person and and it works. <laughs> wow, that's I mean that's really like cute. It's like 30 years ago, 20 years ago, you were like training for what you do best now.
1: <laughs> it's I I I taught middle school for a long time and I really do think by the time you hit like 7th or 8th grade like you kind of – you're formed you're as ki- your you personality. You kind of get locked you know? into that. Yeah. And then I think it's like there's a long time where you try out different stuff, but really you're like looking for the place where your personality yeah. sort of fits in, you know?
0: And I think if you have like the privilege or the uh, capabilities to go, to go away to school, to get away from your family, mm-hmm. you sort of – choose like you split yourself I think between how you really are at 13 and how you think you want to be as an adult and you kind of like you add a little bit of what you think you should be or like you were saying like I became like I thought I was Van Wilder when I got away to college I was like this is who I'm gonna be but really that's the same person I was when I was 13 like Uh an obnoxious attention starved like weirdo and I sort of thought I was creating this new thing but really I was just being my I had to be like sort of quiet and buttoned up in high school because I wasn't that popular in the beginning and then now when I went to college I was like I'm a fucking god (laughs) deal with this like just like it it was almost like taking the leash off when I got to college like where I'm like now I could be a real freak
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like it's true like I I remember being at that age and like not having any concept that there were like comedy writers like I just you know like thought that like you know David Letterman was just like coming up with all that shit himself (laughs) but like I definitely hit a point at school where I would use any opportunity to do any sort of like project or thing in front of the class as an opportunity to like write a bit
0: Oh. Um,
1: like, I remember, like, having to do, uh, proofs in math, like, in calculus, and, like, every, there was an assignment where everybody had to, like, explain a proof in front of the class, and I remember my bit at the end was, like, after I explained the problem I was like, or there's an alternative way that you can do this, which is you call Doug Turner and then I like had all these slides <laughs> that I projected on the board about just like calling the smartest kid in the class, <laughs> which is what I normally did to fucking do my math homework um and it was like not disruptive in the way it sounds like you are being. It was like just enough where the teacher was like, all right, well, we'll let Joe make his (laughs) joke here at the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's like you did the work too. Like that's the the trick. That's the Joe of it all. You ate all your vegetables, then did the silly thing. Mom, can I put on a show in the backyard? You have to do all your homework. Well, I did it already. (laughs) Oh, you little studious bastard. Uh, When did you get into running?
1: I got into running when I moved out here. Um, I kind of had my years in New York where I got like super out of shape and I was like staying up all night drinking and eating a lot of like fast food and shitty food and stuff. And when I moved here, the first apartment I had had like a gym in the building. And then when I moved out of there, I didn't have that anymore. And so I was just like, I'll let... Hollywood be my gym And I lived uh, And you started
0: doing like Chin ups on the The Meng's Chinese Theater <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I ran the stairs At the Hollywood Mall <laughs> I deadlifted the O In the Hollywood sign <laughs> you, What I, I like to do Is I like to run Hollywood Boulevard And stop and do push ups On every star <laughs> Sit ups on female stars Push ups It's my cross training
1: Mid- what I love about this is you set up this like very clear premise, and now I've just been laughing while you said five <laughs> specifics in a row. And I know exercises, but in my mind, I'm like the arch. I'm like no, the arch is in New York. I'm like not. <laughs> uh, I lived like in Los Feliz, so I would just run along uh, like um, Los Feliz Boulevard and like up into. Up near like the Greek Theater. Yeah, and Yeah,
0: you can get outside very
1: often yeah. here in El- in California, and it's nice and it's beautiful out right. most of the time. And
0: yeah, and you were never like into running to be good at running. You were just like, this will make me not get fat, right? Like
1: it, it was kind of yeah, it was like trying to slow the process of me getting fat because I what that was happening, and then sort of the byproduct that I wasn't really anticipating is just like it just improved my mood, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something that i don't know like was never uh specifically like modeled or explained to me growing up that Same. like exercise isn't just about like getting ripped or like losing weight it's also just like it it like releases endorphins in your brain and like helps relieve stress and
0: i uh, i'm coming around to that that's funny you mentioned that i've brought it up a few times on the podcast i i've been now that i'm back at exercise, I've been to the gym uh, for the last couple months, and I go in the mornings, and my whole day is truly better. Yeah. And I'm like, I never felt that until I went like, you know, when I moved here, I I did like the opposite of what you did. In my time in New York, I was in shape because I had like a routine and I had a gym and I was playing rugby. Then when I moved here, I sort of had nothing. And then I wasn't even walking. And then I kind of like didn't like the gyms because I, I, I was walking to my gym in Brooklyn and I kind of just used a bunch of excuses. And then I was like, four years have gone by and I'm like, just been smoking weed and like staying up late. And I'm like, I'm so out of shape. And then I start exercising and my fucking, I was like borderline depressed before that. And then exercising, I'm like, I mean, I'm still like, you know, researching therapists, but at the same time, like just exercising, I'm like, oh my God, I have so many less negative thoughts about myself. I feel better. Going to an audition, if I didn't prepare for it at all, either way, but I exercised before on one day and showered and did all that, Yeah, I'll show up and I'll just feel better walking into the room. I'll feel more confident and I'll feel more like myself. Yes. And I'm like, holy shit, that – and again, something no one, no one's ever explained to me. I wish when I was a child, someone explained that and also credit cards to me and I would be like way further along in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember going for a run, like I remember very specifically going through this period as an adolescent where I was like, I need to start getting in shape. And it's just like that thing when you like just wanna, you just wanna be somebody else when you're like right. 15. And I remember... Go like just
0: see like the skinny guy get the hot girl and you're like or the the jacked guy with a girl or the jacked guy uh, takes his shirt off and feels comfortable with himself, and you're like that's where ha- that's the only answer to my happiness or even right? just yeah.
1: seeing it like in in TV or in movies, movies stuff yeah. and I, I I love my family and they're very supportive of me in so many ways, but I remember like going to the track like the track and field track at my high school like walking there in my like Chuck Converse like low top uh, flat top like like flat high top flat sneakers and just like high running heels, <laughs> running in my high heels with my flat top haircut <laughs> Uh, Going there and just like running laps and then coming home and my family being like, what did you do? And me explaining it and them being like, that's dumb. Like, you're going to hurt your feet by doing that. But it wasn't like you need to get sneakers because you want to exercise. It was more like, what are you exercising for? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: That's, yeah. My my family, my dad was a fitness buff, but my mom would be like, don't exercise. You know, people, you know, she must have read a report one time that like someone collapsed during a football practice uh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. And it was just like, everything was like, my mom is like any situation she can just pinpoint. Well, there's a family text thread and I should show you this because it's really funny. My brother's leaving for Cancun tomorrow uh-huh. and my aunt's like, Watch out for mixed drinks. They poison people down there. <laughs> I'm like, Entry. I feel like you maybe mean like dose someone with like G H B or Roofies or something. I don't think people are straight up getting poisoned at yeah. Senior Frogs. <laughs> but it's like always just my my family's always just like the immediate worst. The catastrophe. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't allowed to join a gym in my high school. I'm from Long Island, as maybe anyone who's listened to this podcast knows. And gyms are a big thing. Like you I joined my local golds and my parents made me give up the membership because they were worried I was going to start doing steroids. Really? Because I was going to a gym.
1: Just because you were going to be around people yeah. lifting weights. And
0: like, I, oh. I mean, most of the kids in my high school did do steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: That is true. But I didn't. Yeah. And
0: then I was like, when I got older, I was like, my parents, I wasn't asking them to pay for it. I wasn't like, you need to buy me all this equipment. Yeah. I just wanted to join the gym because my friends worked out there and I was into lifting weights. Yeah. And then I couldn't do it. because. And then I was like, I'm fat now. <laughs> like that's not your fault per se, but I'd like you to just like what if you let me join the gym?
1: <laughs> I always say like cuz I moved out of my family's house at you know at college and then never lived there again. But they got a cat that was like, and granted, it was like a Mancoon, one of those cats that gets really big, but it was like a very tiny kitten. And then at some point in its life, it weighed like 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I would go home, I would like see that cat and be like, this is who I would be that's if I never indoors. left. That's your sliding Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> my be mom would have just continued to cat. feed me. And like, that's what every problem would be like. Have another, have some more. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal um
0: and then what made you decide to g- go from like oh i jog in the m- i jog to get my head right and get my um did you ever get like into the before i get into the half marathon of that question yeah. did you get into like the gear at all? Were you like a gearhead a little bit about Not, running? Were you like, or did you get like good shoes and you were happy with yeah, them? Yeah,
1: it was, it was the, I like had like one day, cause again, like I'm only ever wearing like blazers and button ups right. and khakis. And there was a period for a while in LA where I was wearing these like brown Italian dress shoes everywhere, these like leather <laughs> shoes, like again, on stage, just anytime I was anywhere. And I remember going to a wedding with my, Wife, who was my girlfriend at the time now, and, like, I didn't have any, like, flip-flops or sandals to wear down to the pool. It was at, like, what's that hotel in Palm Springs? The Strand? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I, like, wore my dress shoes down to the pool, and she was (laughs) like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, But I, like, went out shopping, and I bought a bunch of, like, basketball shorts, like, workout shorts. I already had t-shirts. I bought a bunch of headbands, and then I went to this place called a runner's circle or the running circle or something. And they did and, like
0: a gate analysis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I and, bought
1: and what they say about your gate. I have no idea. I don't remember.
0: Oh, so y- y- they were like,
1: con- what t- what do you want to get shoes for? And at that point I was starting to get more serious about running and I was starting the half marathon training. And so they yeah. gave me like what the Asics or whatever that I had for a while.
0: And uh, do you just keep buying the same pairs now?
1: I did for a while. And now sometimes I'll just, when I need new ones, I'll go in there and like, I'm not necessarily loyal to one brand. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you can't like, I had that first pair of Asics and they were like red and white. And then when I went back in, they were like, they don't totally make that type anymore, but this is the thing that's closest. And I remember it was like all neon colors. It was neon, orange, green, and blue. <laughs> yeah, you're and like, it was like, uh... no, but I got them. But it was like, because I would only ever wear them when I was running. Yeah. But I remember one time standing on... um sunset like boulevard and silver lake and a bus pulled up and the lady driving the bus leaned out and was like i like those shoes and i was like oh that's awesome (laughs) never gotten a compliment from a bus driver on my (laughs) shoes in my life
0: they're not they're not big fans of italian uh, brown leather loafers that's for sure oh man you should run in um like you should get like a Under Armour tweed jacket outfit and like uh, running shoes that look like brown dress shoes so you can look like just full, keep your style while you jog around LA.
1: Sometimes I will wear my blazer with my running stuff if it's it's been cold in LA lately when I go to take Tony for that morning walk.
0: Oh, and then drop it before you start running.
1: Yeah, And then you
0: must look like...
1: I look crazy, but also to get the poop bags open, I found it's easier if I have gloves on and I have these <laughs> gloves that I use for gardening, but I only need a glove on my right hand. So <laughs> I walk around in basketball shorts and a t-shirt with a tw- with like a tweed blazer and one glove. <laughs> and Holly's like, you look like, like a cartoonish version of like a murderer.
0: Yeah. You look- Dude, there are a handful of people in your neighborhood who have... Between them and their significant other, or their friends or roommates, come up with an entire backstory oh, yeah. for you. I, I the, they're the like, "Glove guys out, the glove guys out."
1: <laughs> they're warning each other about me on like Next Door yeah, or yeah.
0: something. <laughs> yeah, when you join Next Door, you're gonna have to go like, "That's hey, me." That Man, <laughs> it's the poop bags are hard to open. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I find myself uh, the only way to really get the poop bags open for me is to do like the lick your fingers and to oh. get them apart and. It's kind of a weird thing to lick your fingers and then pick <laughs> up shit, and it's like it just feels too like I, there is poop there, and I'm like okay, and then I go to lick my fingers, I'm like I didn't touch the poop with these fingers, <laughs> did I? I can't even like it's just a poop bag, it's empty now. <laughs> like I forget for like a split second, it's like too too close to shit to be like licking
1: my hands. Yes, yeah, I gotta yeah, get one. I would glove. do the ripping, but then sometimes the whole bag rips. Yeah. And- can't have that. Yeah,
0: you're, you're going to master it, though. You're, you know, Tony's still young. You're hey, going to be a master. The glove
1: works, and I don't care what my neighbors think of the one glove man. It, you
0: should keep just the glove and forget dog poop bags. You have a glove. You know, you just pick up the shit, walk it over, throw it in the garbage, leave the glove outside by your door. Put it on in the morning. Like a that's like Home Alone Four. We're the shit bandits. Um. What made you decide to take it up a notch to half marathon training?
1: It was kind of more of like a social thing initially because the sort of step in between was I started doing like 5Ks and 10Ks. And like it was just like people in my friend group like would all be – there was one like the Chinatown like 5K, 10K is like a a similar sort of thing. It's like on a Saturday morning and it's just like – a cool part of town I don't normally go to. Right. Uh, I did one, like, where you ran through the Universal Studios backlot, which was fun.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, people love the Disney uh, run, right? Like, people Yes. Love, there's, like, all... And, I and thi- people
1: get dressed up for that one. Yeah. Like, the Universal one, there was, like, you know, you run through, like... One part in like zombies run out and chase you. Oh, and, that's like, they fun. had like people in Whoville waving at us, and you know, like little touches like that. You were I think they all had and... people. Yeah, <laughs> they had people <laughs> dressed like uh, the the uh, Norman Bates from Psycho chased oh, you awesome. at one point. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I had friends that ran a um race in San Francisco, and they ran it in suits and dress shoes. Really, just for like a bit how how long the I race I think it was a, either a 5k or a 10k but they're wow. like one of them is like a real jock athlete like rugby player guy the other one is is an athletic guy but he's more about just doing like weird stunts former guest of the podcast Paul Young from the uh, rugby episode little Australian dude ran a 10k in a suit and dress shoes <laughs> <laughs> cuz he thought it would be a funny bit <laughs> um i need to get started on it. When what app did you use for a half marathon?
1: I have always used I can I'm for, I've used it so long that I'm forgetting the name of it. So, it's right on my phone. So, RunTastic. Uh, RunTastic. RunTastic
0: Pro. RunTastic, Runtastic, Pro. Yeah. Runtastic Bro <laughs>
1: Um
0: where I'm I'm opening it up right now by accident, but you are there's you are like computer specific, like you are a ocd about a lot of things did you did that come in with running
1: absolutely yeah Yeah. with anything like i just love to like have a schedule and like have a plan yeah so the you know you sort of like select the thing that you're training for and then it gives you like a bunch of tasks and like i'm a big like to-do list in the morning of like check off my tasks sort of person and oh, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't do it without. And there's shit on here that
1: makes no sense, too. That's like <laughs> cut nails. <laughs> like, oh, email. you got to put a couple on there that you know you're going to achieve. Right, I you got to get that. the momentum. Going. Yeah. A couple
0: of checks. Get it going. Yeah. 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 I'm a big fan of ad, like uh, my to do list has like. Who to email and, and like all that stuff going on. But then there's also things like move laundry basket, you know, like just like shit while it's on my mind of what I have to do.
1: Yeah. My therapist tried to get me into like self-care routines to sort of combat my like over-schedulification of my entire life. And I sort of got to like a happy medium because he he was in this thing where he's like, you're trying to like make yourself work every second of the day. You need to take care of yourself. So now I do all this stuff in the morning, but it is on like a list. So I still get to like check off. Like I meditated, I checked, (laughs) I completed a task, you know? (laughs) <laughs> um, so the app was good for that. Cause it would be like, you should do this sort of run today and then take a rest and then do two days of these length runs and then have a rest day. And so just getting on that sort of schedule helped a
0: lot. What was that like averaging like four runs a week or I m-
1: think so. Yeah. yeah. And I,
0: for a couple of miles, each one, some of them like way longer or
1: yes, yeah. I sort of kept the basic plan that it would have me do is just like, now it's my, uh, running diet or running regimen, whatever you want to call it, just moving forward, which is like it would be like somewhere around like a three mile length run during the week, uh, and like two or three of those, and then on the weekend one longer run, so like six miles or more. Oh, uh, okay. and every week you would like go up in distance until you were hitting that thirteen mile mark.
0: Oh, and did you did you run thirteen miles before the yes, half marathon? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. and
1: that I think is definitely like the most important part of training for it because it seems like such an impossible thing to do Yeah. but then as you're doing it incrementally you sort of it, it just makes it more achievable and then on the day of you're like I did do this before so I know how to do oh, it.
0: Oh right because in my head I was like if I run 10 miles once and survive in my training and keep the rest of just like regular getting, getting out there and getting miles in if I do 10 miles once, I feel like I could go in my head. You can do 13. Yeah. But maybe you should do 13 once just so you can... say, like, So when you get on the... When you're tired at the end of the half marathon, you're like, I know I can finish this and I'll survive. Yeah.
1: The thing that's weird is... You do it, you do a half marathon, right, but I think part of the motivator, at least for me, was like I want to like say or tell everybody I did a half marathon, yeah, so you like do one, but like you don't get a medal or you don't <laughs> I didn't really feel like I could say like I did a half marathon because I get I did the distance of one, but right. I was just you know
0: wasn't in a race either. exactly, yeah, yeah, oh that's interesting
1: yeah. I, my friend Meg helped me train and a bunch of us who all were doing them the race together kind of was a more experienced she had run a marathon before and she had done a bunch of running uh, runs And she had us do a run here in LA, which was a good, the 13 miles were here in LA. And we like ran up in the hills, like up near the Hollywood sign. And so it was like during the day. So it was a lot hotter. It's a lot different climate here. And that was like really good preparation. Cause then when I got to the actual half, it wasn't nearly as hard as that.
0: Oh shit. Yeah. Maybe that's the move. Because
1: nine for me, like going up those increments, you know, I'd be tired, but it was like, I can do it. I can do it. And then once you get to nine miles, it's like a whole different because that's like that's like becomes in harder over an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Easily for like, me, definitely. Yeah.
0: For sure. I think. I mean, for me, I'm looking at probably four miles is an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know what your mile per what you like time? Per no, not mile not is? currently.
0: Yeah. I've got. I'm starting to learn it, mm-hmm. and it's not fast. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I've. Uh, I need to really pick up. I've never enjoyed running. I uh, the joke I always make is like I don't want to run unless I have a ball or I'm trying to get someone who has a ball in their <laughs> hand. Like those are the only two things I, that make running make excitable for me is like am I tackling someone am I scoring something. So I've never really run for fun. I mean I've done a f- I've done a few 5Ks and I've done I used to run for like training purposes but now I'm like this is the first time I'm going to try to be our- I would I have to spend 6 months being like a runner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which what is, do you what do you listen to when you run? Um I used to I
0: I used to listen to uh whatever music I wanted. Then I got really into Radiohead when I ran because it mm-hmm. was like a lot of just like dun 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 like if it's like that metronome kind of music. Yeah. But lately I've been listening to podcasts and I don't think that's the right move. But oh, for really? me it's just sort of like a good conjunction of like I want to listen to this and I got to be outside for a half hour. Yeah.
1: That I found that like listening to like music that like gets me like pumped up or uh, not to sound too many hey kids to get pumped up (laughs) on my run but like that only took me so far, and right. at a certain point, the podcast helped, because like, what I would do is I would run to the reservoir, and then just go around the reservoir, which is like two miles, for as many laps as I needed to do uh, to get the rest of my mileage, and that gets boring after a while, because you're seeing the same scenery, right? unless if there's a lot of like weirdos out walking around the reservoir. <laughs> so if it was a podcast that I really like to listen to, it would kind of help the time pass along.
0: Oh, that now. makes sense. Yeah, and I guess if you're not trying to make pace or anything like that, it's just good... Yeah, because I was thinking, like, uh, I'm trying to get into audiobooks, too, mm-hmm. currently, and I'm like, I wonder if this is a good combination, if I'm going to need to start being with headphones
1: on and running. And yeah.
0: Did you always, Did you run outside always, or were you ever on treadmills?
1: Uh, I've done treadmills, yeah, yeah like, whenever, uh, whenever I'm, like, at a hotel or I'm traveling or anything, I'm usually yeah. doing a treadmill, but I prefer to be outside. Yeah. I uh, feel like at a tr- on a treadmill I kind of push myself to go faster a little bit more to get it over quicker because that bored right you're kicks like in. yeah
0: cuz it, it is fucking and it it's not vitamin D fresh air sights humans like that's why running outside like getting on a treadmill seems brutal but necessary if I guess if you have to yeah i, I we went, we were, we went away for 4th of July and we were out drinking uh, All night, and then you got up, and I, I when I woke up, you had just come back from a run. Yeah, and I think if you go for a run or like work out on a day on a weekend away, that's like to me a monk's level of like (laughs) discipline. You know what I mean? Like I said to Tiffany the other day, I'm like, I went to a Hollywood premiere party and didn't have one drink. I had like twelve seltzers, Uh and I felt. Truly, like,
1: I ascended. You know what I mean?
0: Like, the way I was, believed. like, I was, like, I'm capable of almost anything. And all I did was, like, take a night off drinking. And so, like, for me, I can't even picture a world where I'm, like, I got to go run on a Saturday morning while I'm in so-and-so. But if you're training for a marathon, like, you kind of got to get your runs in.
1: And now, for me, because it's been a couple of years since I've done that race, I just need to do that just to, like, not feel sleepy. Like, I... Went away for New Year's with another my wife and I went away with another couple and I like went on a long run like in the afternoon and everyone was like, What are you do why are you doing this long run now? But it was because I wanted to stay up late for New Year's Eve. And oh. if I hadn't done that. And it's this f- weird thing of like you have to push through this long thing that seems like is gonna make you really tired, but it actually It just makes
0: you better. More it makes energy. your whole day better. Yeah. Oh, that's are uh were were you are you the type of person that like, cause, because are you self-driven enough or do you need like – like for me, I think the only thing that – I couldn't build myself up to a 10-mile run if I didn't have like a chance of embarrassing myself at a half marathon.
1: Yeah, I definitely I, – now I find that more often than not, like my long run on the weekend ends up being closer to the low end of like six miles or something okay. just because it's like – you're a combination of things of like I'm busy or I've got other shit to do but it's also like yeah I'm not building towards that thing
0: right it's like do I really want to do eight miles this Saturday for no reason other than like I did six yes. last week yes yeah. like uh,
1: last year uh, I got married last year and my wedding coming up like helped with that because I was like trying to lose weight for that and and you looked
0: amazing in that dress oh thanks man thank you yeah and I
1: made it myself you know so
0: (laughs) it was one you wore one glove a wedding (laughs) dress and a tweed blazer over it um what uh are you a, You're a morning runner? You yeah. prefer the morning to mm-hmm. run, yeah. Yeah. Because is it the matter of getting it out of the way, or is it like the whole day's improvement type situation? Yeah, both
1: of those things. Yeah. And I, I find it harder to get the motivation to go out on the other end of the day when I'm feeling tired. Yeah. Um, I, I never could consider- like running at night as much just cause I'm a mostly fear based person <laughs> and I am like afraid of just the coyotes, man. uh, <laughs> one glove murderers, like anything that might be out there.
0: Uh, someone who's specifically looking to kill people who wear one glove <laughs> or people who wear one glove and murder people, whatever one glove murderers might be <laughs> out there.
1: Um, yeah. My Saturday run right now is a morning run that I've got, like, a path. Now, I live in Eagle Rock, and I kind of, like, run into Glendale. So, it's, like, some of it is, like, running, like, on, like, re- suburban sort of residential streets. And then, eventually, it leads into this, like, uh, more, like, hike where it's, like, a higher elevation, and that feels more nature-y. And then oh, it's that's back. cool. And it's, like, a lot of, like, um, trees. So, there's, like, shade. Um, and that's a pretty good run. Although I have friends that have moved. They bought a house on the route of the run. And now I like see them all the time when I'm on my run and I run right past their house and I feel weird about you it. You feel like you have to switch now? <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to. But I do feel like I'm always like, hi, Matt. Hi, Rebecca. Because I'm like always, they just always see me out running around. <laughs> Running right past their
0: window <laughs> Like Ferris Buellering through their backyard. <laughs> chica, chica. <laughs> um, I found I never thought I was a morning person, and then, like recently, I've been uh, really looking into myself trying to figure out what I, what, I, what I need to do. And I remember when I was training at my best, weight even weightlifting, it was in the morning, and it's because I will gladly deprioritize exercise. But if I just get up and do it, yeah. I can make bad choices for the rest of the day, quote unquote. Yeah. But I am also less likely to make a bad choice once I've exercised. Yes. Sort of if I lift in the morning, I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat shit lunch now. But then if, oh, I, that's interesting. if I'm saving it for, um, if I'm going to work out at the end of the day, I might eat a shit lunch and be that's the reason why I don't go to the gym. I'd oh, be like, oh, wow. I, you know what? I'm just going to get another... I'm gonna get a beer at lunch and then fuck I won't go to the gym at five. You know, I'll just like blow it off. Excuse me.
1: It's all I'm like a reward sort of base person, so that is Another like thing that's motivating me, where it's like, well, maybe I can get like a sandwich or something for lunch instead of a salad if I go on this run in the morning. Right, or, like, you've earned it. Yeah, or I can have a beer or some like a, like eat a snack or something when yeah. I come home.
0: That's how I feel about the Vegas half marathon. Is like if I do the Vegas half marathon, I'm allowed to go directly to a buffet. It is what go we did. Wild. Yeah, yeah. It is what because well, we you were with Kula from the buffets episode of High and Mighty, like uh, it, Koo- it, buffet we...
1: expert Chris Kula. <laughs> so we would have been going there anyway. Right, exactly. And but you was, earned it. You were allowed to do whatever you want. You ran thirteen miles. You're so hungry, and your body needs so much like energy at that right. point that it really is. I don't normally like buffets because I want to eat everything that's there, but I know I'm going to be full after like a normal amount of food. And this, for some reason, I was like really into tiramisu at that point, <laughs> and they had those little tiramisu cups, and like I had like a dozen tiramisu cups. <laughs>
0: Ah, half marathons. You're like sitting there with like the foil blanket on. (laughs) Everyone's having like gel packs, and you have like twelve ramekins of tiramisu. (laughs) Mmm, yummy.
1: We, we had a bunch of friends who came up, including my wife, who didn't run the race and just, like, got, got drunk and were, like, smoking cigarettes while we ran the race. And then they, like, met up with us at the buffet and then, like, also went to the buffet. <laughs> so it was, like, a really odd – it was, like, a bunch of, like, tired, sweaty, like, <laughs> people and then just drunk people. Uh,
0: yeah, bubble. I think that's what's going to happen with my group because, like, Tiff is not going to run it, but she said she wants to go. And yeah. uh, th- my friend that's going to run it, his partner doesn't want to do it. So it's like, <laughs> well, all right, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Um that what do you listen to so podcasts now?
1: Yeah, mostly that. And sometimes I will listen to music or like I'll make a playlist or something get into uh, that. If
0: you if you have 20 20- 24 free hours to design a playlist.
1: (laughs) If I make a playlist, like, that isn't, like, something that is, like, a highly ritualized part of my life.
0: Well, I know. I'm just picturing you making a running playlist and what that would be
1: for you. I made one for that half marathon, and it was, like, yeah, it was, like, a weekend, probably.
0: (laughs) Of just designing, like, six-hour playlists. Yeah, and trying
1: to think of, like, what's, like, a good, like... What's a good like kickoff song, and then like I know I'm gonna get tired around like mile six. So right. then like, what's a bunch of stuff I can put in there? And like, oh, that's fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting. I might be doing that same yeah. thing. I might be making a. full... But then it's weird because you're running past bands playing music with your headphones on. It right? was really super rude because, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you and m- the majority of the people were doing that. Right. So yeah. They have. People want they their had own to have known thing. that yeah, when yeah. they're getting into
0: I it. I would not. I would be remiss if I put on like a audio book for my uh, <laughs> um What uh, do you do anything like? How has running changed anything else in your life? Do you do anything else different because you got into running, or or do you do you find it to do anything in particular that helps you with your running? Do you stretch in the morning before you run?
1: Yeah, I yeah. definitely do that, and for me, it's like I think it just like made me like more aware of like. Drinking water and like being hydrated and something like that, something that I wasn't doing before, that I then overcorrected on. And I, there was actually a period where I was drinking too much water, like I had the numbers wrong, (laughs) and I was drinking like. Almost twice as much as what I should have been drinking. So I was just <laughs> drinking water all day. And I mean, our mutual friend, Noah Garfinkel, was like, Hey, man, I think you're drinking too much water. <laughs> after after not watching a me, notice
0: something after like watching
1: this. me like drink a bottle of water in the writer's room and then get up and immediately fill it up and drink it all again, he just like <laughs> over time clocked it. And I think I was like pretty defiant, was like, No, man, you I'm were right. Pushing, like three <laughs> times an hour. Yeah. Uh, I, I, drink,
0: was, I drink a shit ton of water. That's like a holdover from old meathead days of like when I was in college, like all the meathead guys, we would like carry around a gallon water jug yeah. and like drink it over the course of the day, like until it's like backwash at like 3.30 <laughs> and just fucking finish it and then go to the gym. Uh, but could you drink too much water?
1: I think so. I think you have to like be drinking like a, a lot, a lot. Yeah. It would like... I mean, I what I noticed after I stopped doing that is like, yes, I didn't have to go to the bathroom as much, like, and I was feeling bloated because I was having too much water.
0: That makes sense. If you if you feel should full. have been able to figure it out without Noah's help. Yeah, you know, all the signs were there. It's <laughs> one of those things where
1: I am too. Like, I just got the number wrong in my mind, but it's something I looked up at some point. And that's so, so fun- I'm always afraid of, like, you know, when, like, they come out with like a scientist will come out with a study of like actually red wine is good for you like i'm so afraid at some point that they're going to come out and they're going to say this thing that i do every day is actually really bad for you because i've just been doing it cuz somebody Cause told me
0: to. that's really like you saying like i got the numbers wrong on how much water I'm like, <laughs> like i'm sick every day i piss 3 times an hour my coworkers are saying i drink too much water but i swear i read this article that said <laughs> You're like what article? You're like, I can't. I don't remember where I read it. You're like, but you put so. It's so true though. Like, and then imagine. Well,
1: it, it was because what I had was I was like, I think I should. I forget how many. It was like this many of these. Like, I have like one of those metal sig bottles. I was right. like, I should drink x and x amount of these a day. And every day I was like, fuck man, another day. At the end of the day, I just couldn't get the, my water done. <laughs> it's like that should have also been a red flag. Yeah. That You're if I'm actively, actively persu- trying. <laughs> And at a certain point, my body's like, no more water now.
0: (laughs) Driving home from the Fox lot to Eagle Rock and not pissing your pants must have been impossible. It
1: was, yeah, uh, always. (laughs) Always having to go. <laughs> Not always pissing my pants. Always like coming oh, always home full, and like move out of the <laughs> way to my wife so that I could get to the bathroom. It was crazy. Oh, man.
0: Is there anything more humiliating than when you're cohabitating with a significant other? Wow, that was two words I never used. <laughs> like living with my wife. But uh, when one is cohabitating with a sig of and gets home and you only have to go so bad to the bathroom. Like I've you feel like a... scum like you walk in the door and you're like quiet 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 you're like like, don't get up don't get up you just like charge to the bathroom and like it's happened to me a few times obviously and surprising probably no one including you or listeners sometimes it happens with when I have to take a shit so bad and I like pull up in front of the house get out come in and like T- I- Tiff hears me like open the door. She goes to like help me. I go, out of the way, out of the way, out of the way. I'm like, my shirt is unbuttoned. My pants are undone. Like I'm at the door. And I was like, out of the way, out of the way. And I just like slam the door. And I'm like, oh. And she's like, well, uh, hi, honey. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> just like, oh, thank God. I fucking diarrhea in my toilet instead of my car. And she's like, well, dinner's going to be ready. And I have it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so gross. <laughs>
1: The traffic is so bad here. It's got it's got to be happening constantly.
0: I now I used to every once in a while. I think the first couple of years you live here you go like I kind of go to the bathroom, but it's like all the way in the back of this place. It's like, I don't want to go. I'll just fucking, there's a line. I'll just get in my car and get out of here. And then, like, it's only 20 minutes. I could wait 20 minutes. And then something happens and it's a 35 minute ride. Yeah. And you had, and you're like peaking of how bad you have to pee or poo. Yeah. And now I'm just like, if I remotely feel like I have to tinkle, I'll, I won't. As a 36 year old man who drinks a lot of water, and now uh, the older I get, the like more frequently I have to urinate. I do not. I always pee like as close to the start of a movie or as late to my t- leaving some <laughs> location. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like completely car completely packed to go somewhere to like drive to Palm Springs or whatever, and then Tiffany will like finally be ready, get in the car, and I'll be like. I should just pee one more time. And I like, go over the toilet, and it'll be like, drip, drip, drip. And I'm like, okay. You get paranoid. Yeah, I'm so paranoid. I'm like, it happens so often. I don't want to be the guy that has to stop. And I, sp-
1: I have... It, you bringing up movies, I have missed key sequences of movies because I've had to pee and couldn't hold it. It's mainly during this period where, again, drinking way too much yeah, water. I,
0: and also, and this is not a complete, but movies are now standardly like two hours and 25 minutes long Like,
1: <laughs> I, I have just terrible luck for when i like pull pull the trigger on that and i have two examples of like i went to see uh Django unchained with <laughs> my friend brian galaban oh. and do you have you seen the movie yes there is like a very like bloody slaughter right towards the end <laughs> i got up I guess right before that started and then came back and like half of the characters that I was watching were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I leaned over to him and was like, what happened? And he was like, fuck you. He's yeah, like, yeah. there's no way for me to explain what you just missed.
0: Yeah, like, I'm like, just sorry. See it again, Joe.
1: <laughs> and then the movie Whiplash. Do you, have you you've seen Whiplash? The drum movie? Oh,
0: I was like thinking of Drew Barrymore's uh,
1: roller derby movie, but that's Whiff It.
0: <laughs> yes, Whiplash. Oh,
1: I missed the most important <laughs> (laughs) part of whip it
0: (laughs) but it was funny because you're like have you seen that and i thought you were doing it as a bit and i was like actually i have (laughs) oh whiplash no nate lang's whiplash (laughs) was that wild when you saw him in that oh yeah because like he's not plugging anything ever or no one knows what he's up to ever it was like
1: as thrilling as seeing like rob hubel as annoying cell phone man annoying cell phone man in like 2002 in that commercial because now it becomes so commonplace to see people you know and stuff but it's like if it's a comedy you're expecting it right yeah. but that movie I like 100% DC and
0: Captain America
1: exactly yeah, yeah.
0: when uh, I saw that happened to see that with Rogers and we were like we were in Arizona and we had no idea and we were just like laying in the theater we had just like vaped in the parking lot and all of a sudden DC comes on the screen and I was like whoa
1: <laughs> like cheering
0: and it's like an apple store sequence so like the crowd is like what is these two guys in arizona screaming about this dude for <laughs> uh although i did just go to a movie premiere for game over man now on netflix uh but it was really fun because clearly all the actors were there or at oh least. yeah and anytime uh like someone came up on screen a certain section of the audience would clap you know even like the i have a 1 minute scene in it uh, maybe 40 second scene in it and when it came on like my manager and lawyer who were like scattered <laughs> and like two people who are better friends with me than the rest of the cast like i felt like the four claps and it was really a fun environment to be in where it was just like oh i guess that guy who just had that happen to him his family is sitting there <laughs>
1: I went to see Kong Skull Island the night it came out with, like, a big group of people. Of all Eugene's friends, And yeah. Eugene is, like, not the biggest part in it, so it definitely felt weird that we were, like, cheering his commando. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um and, and then continued to for the rest of right.
0: the movie right and he has like he has like four moments where he's like very like visible or it's about him and I felt the same way when I watched I've it I've
1: never been so nervous during a movie like I've never been so invested in an action movie every time I was like he's gonna get killed by one of these big spiders like I never cared before
0: and even if Eugene were to be killed by the virus, it affects nothing whatsoever. Right. <laughs> and you're still stressed. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. That but was. W-
1: but Whiplash, I oh, got yeah. up. Did you see that movie? Yes. Love that movie. Right uh, the car crash scene. I've seen scene. Whip It
0: 10 times, Whiplash once.
1: <laughs> I got up right before the car crash scene. And I was working at the show uh, Idiot Sitter at the time, and Jillian yeah. Bell was like obsessed with that movie. And then I came into work the next day and I was like, I missed some big thing where it's like, it's a car crash and then he's got a big audition. I missed that part. And she was like, I'm getting you a screener of the movie. <laughs> and she like watched me watch the scene. Cause she was like, you can't not watch that scene. Like the next day at work, she like had a screener and then watched me watch. Cause I missed the best scene in the right. movie. And it was the best
0: scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that really reminds me. One time I saw Rocky Balboa, the, Rocky sequel before Creed, like yeah. that shitty that wasn't after Rocky Five. I saw it in the theaters at the Cobble Hill Cinema in Brooklyn, and literally we're sitting through the whole movie, and it's fine. It's not a good, it's not a great movie. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden, it's like, well, I don't know if you're going to be able to handle this guy, but we're going to make you as strong as possible. We're going to give you bo- weapons of mass destruction, like that hype that leads up to, dun, 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 yeah. and as the music starts, two guys in front of us get up and I'm like yeah I gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> i like, to go to the bathroom and I'm like if you're seeing the sixth Rocky movie and you've made it this far don't you know this is the montage the best part of the movie that's the like, only the, reason the, to the, see those movies the song that you've heard in five previous movies is about to start <laughs> and you're like well I better hit the head now <laughs> I really gotta see how it ends not like the most thrilling part of the movie I, I couldn't believe it I could and when they came back in like towards the end of it they were like oh yeah yeah I was like, get the fuck, sit down! That's my favorite part of the movie, is watching a 70-year-old man lift weights. (laughs) It's so sad. It really is. Uh, I played Rocky IV, the training montage, as we pulled up to the rugby match for my birthday. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: I heard about this.
0: (laughs) Playing Rocky IV on a DVD player in a coach bus full of 50 comedians and gay dudes is pretty exciting. Um... Joe, do you have any advice for me as I embark on my running uh, journey? As I embark on I guess becoming for at least half a year someone who considers themselves a runner or uh, would be considered a runner.
1: I think it's like important to stick to a schedule but also like um not be too strict about it based on what's going on in your regular in the rest of your life. Yeah. So like I <laughs> this is like another like of course this is like the water drinking thing again where it's like i like went out for drinks one night and like had a couple of drinks and then i got up the next morning and i was like scheduled to do a long run and i do my runs in the morning and i just like went on my long run my like six mile run and around mile three i was like Is there something on my sunglasses? I thought there was like schmutz on my sunglasses and it was like my vision was getting blurry because I was so dehydrated because I shouldn't have been on a six mile run. (laughs) Right. I should have at least like woke, you know, got up in the morning and like had something to drink and had breakfast and stuff. I just like went on that long. Waited one hour or whatever. So Um, it's like, just remember that it's okay to like get off those schedules like based on whatever you're doing. Do,
0: Do you run on an empty stomach in the morning? I do, yeah. Pre-coffee or post-coffee?
1: Pre-coffee.
0: So you run and then come home and have coffee?
1: I got into this thing a couple years ago where I'm like, you have natural energy when you wake up, and a, and you feel tired when you first wake up. But if you can push through that, you do have natural energy, and you don't really need coffee until you've been up for three hours or so. That's my wow radical opinion. Uh, So I usually have my cup of coffee around, like, 9.30, and I get up around, like, 6 or 7 in the morning. Oh, jeez. So the first, like, 10 minutes are rough, uh, but once I, like – and actually, that's the great thing about having Tony now, because he, like, kind of forces me to – like, I don't hit snooze anymore. Right, right. I'm, like, afraid he's he's going to shit in my house. Oh, yeah. So I get up and get dressed and, like – Take him and then once I get going, I'm like going and I'm good. The food thing I sometimes would eat before I would run, depending on if I was doing a later run, and I stopped doing that because I had a crazy allergic reaction once. And my doctor was like, You might it might have been because you ate this thing and then you went running. And like there are certain like nuts where it's like if it's already in your system, you won't have an allergic reaction but then the exercise it was like, like activated exer- exercise induced anaphylactic uh oh, shock oh jeez yeah like my ears and my face blew up and so i like
0: so that's something you have to test because if you have to eat before you run the half marathon you better not try something well that's what everyone says is don't
1: try something new right before yes, you race yes yeah, yeah. yes 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 yeah. not like i'm going to oh it on- yeah before a big run like that you've yeah. got to eat yeah. of course but Oh, interesting. Normally I'm, I don't. I'm
0: I'm thinking of when I start getting into runs doing it in the morning on just coffee. Yeah. Um like just have a cup of coffee, take my shit. I, my GI my GI issues are my big concern <laughs> with running cuz like in the morning like but the it's thing is it's part of it for me now. Like yeah? that is
1: part of the what run helps in, you. What guarantees that that will happen before I have to go to work, which is another motivator for me to run oh, cuz yeah. no one wants to be the dude that's shitting at work. <laughs> yeah.
0: No one wants You talk about getting home from somewhere and rushing into the bathroom. The <laughs> last thing you want to do is, like, arrive to work. They're like, the meeting's in five. And you're like, can't, 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 can't. And you're like, charge past them with your fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Drop your bag in the can. You know, like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the thing at New Girls. Like, we're on the Fox lot. So, so uh, there were, like, different levels of people where if you did have to shit at work, like how much courtesy you and how you show your coworkers and how much privacy you need. Yeah. So I was a person that was like, I won't do it on the third floor. I will go up to the, I will go down to the second floor. Like not right. the floor that new girl is on. Right. But like, sorry, the Orville or whatever, <laughs> I shit in your bathroom. <laughs> but then there were people that would work on the show that was, that would be like, I go into another building on the lot. <laughs> and then there was one guy I worked with who was like, he had like a one seater bathroom that like no one else knew about that was in one specific. <laughs> Theater and like that's where he was. He's go. like
0: walking all the way across. He has to get a golf cart to get him across to get there. I need a PA to take me over to Tower Six. Like <laughs> oh god, hurry, 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 hurry. <laughs> Oh, that's really funny <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna be coffee, run, and come back. That's good. Yeah, and it, then it's eat gr- breakfast. It, and then. it's great.
1: Then when you're like eat that breakfast after the run, you really feel like. You've earned it. You really deserve it.
0: Uh, Well, Joe, I'll check in with you in a couple of months when I have not started running yet and (laughs) say, like, what do you think the latest I could start
1: (laughs) and really get this half marathon done? It's Wednesday now. The race is on Saturday. Yeah. Should
0: I do nine miles today and then be able to do 13 this weekend? (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's more about just getting the mileage in total of, like, even if it's, like, Two three mile runs and one five mile run yeah. a week for three months like that'll be so much for me. That yeah.
1: scaffolding I think makes all the difference because yeah. it just once you do that a lot it doesn't seem like a lot. Right. Like if I run three miles every day now, and if you told me that like ten years ago, I would think that sounds insane.
0: I, I remember uh, when I after I done uh, after like in Brooklyn and like when I was like twenty five before I joined CrossFit and I wanted to, like twenty six I was start, start get back into shape. I was like I'm gonna just jog to this park at uh, down at the end of Hick Street and they have dip bars and a chin-up bar and I'll jog back. And I started doing that. I was like, could not make, and I was like, I can't believe I'm jogging this far. I can't, oh my God. Then all of a sudden I was like, this jog is not enough. Now yep. I need to like do a little, and then I was doing like two and a half miles and then chin-ups and dips and then the last half mile home at like sort of a faster pace. And I remember being like, Doing that like four days a week and being like, I never thought I would have done that. But really, it's the first time you squat 400 pounds or a a person squats 400 pounds. You're like, if you told me that when I was squatting 200, I couldn't believe that. But eventually you're squatting 385 and 400 doesn't seem that unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like in high school, when the mile would come around, it was like doing everything in my – power to like have a doctor's note or something oh to my not God. run that yeah. one mile. And that seemed like the longest distance. I could work. not
0: even pick yeah. To be honest, right now I'm I'm talking about running a half marathon. It's about seven months away and two miles is brutal for me right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I, I think I could do it. You could do it. Yeah. You could definitely do it. I'm gonna have a lot of real non pro runners in here to talk to me <laughs> about because this is the, the this is the I, I love to talk to experts, but the people who have like Manage to become runners despite being someone who works full time in comedy, or a a man in his late 30s who is married. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit to me is like that's who I need to find out what they're doing to uh, to run wise. I'm sure a running coach can come in here and really tell me a bunch of shit, but I'd rather hear from someone who's like, "Oh yeah, I had an allergic reaction from a hazelnut." (laughs)
1: Watch out for those
0: hazelnuts, uh, Joe. Are you a social media guy? Do you use? You don't use Twitter all too much. Do you I'm think?
1: on there still, but I don't really use it. But yeah. it's still there, and it's my name. If you want to go see at Joe when Wangers, I was really into it.
0: <laughs> usually we say like uh, tweet tweeted us like any running hacks or something like yeah. that. Yeah, listeners, if you have anything, or oh yeah, I any would cool love that. races or any cool uh, courses we should check out. Yes. Let us know. Um, And if you have any running advice for your uh, Dear Fat podcast host here, please hit me up. Joe, do you have anything you want to plug?
1: I'm trying to... think uh the last season of new girls coming out soon I'd oh say. yes yeah. the last season new Girl. starts sometime in april
0: awesome did you work on the first season of big mouth too yeah you did yes right? yeah, yeah. And, and, that be, and that show and that show's is so funny oh thanks man. Yeah, yeah it's really good uh maya rudolph's character like the female yeah. sex energy is so fucking she's funny she's the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's so awesome she's so
1: funny <laughs> and of- she does a bunch of other voices on there too and there's a conceit in the show where it's like The ghost of Duke Ellington lives in Nick's attic. So he has access to all these like celebrity ghosts. And it's amazing because you throw like anybody at her and she can like do a perfect like it's one thing to be able to do an impression. But she does like the ghost of Whitney Houston on the show. And it's like she sounds like Whitney Houston when she's singing. Yeah. Like one of the best singers. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, she's a singer. Maya yeah. Rudolph is a singer.
1: The songs on the show that we've done so far, the best ones by far, are Maya songs.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, and, great. and
1: she's got one in season two that's like really, really good. That's, oh, that's something awesome. that I'm excited about.
0: I can't wait. Um, as always, I'm at Gabrus on Twitter. Hit me up. Listen to Action Boys on Patreon or Raised by TV on Earwolf. And uh, that's all. Bye, shitheads.